Sometimes it's a lovely bake, but sometimes it's a bit dreadful. But we're all here for the love of the bake. Hello, and welcome to the Gingham Altar. I'm Mac. And I'm Megan. Every week we tackle another episode of everyone's favorite baking competition, the Great British Bake Off. And after we've set our piece, we try to put our bakes where our mouths are and replicate some of the recipes from today's episode. But, well, that's what we're going to do once we get started. Yes, so, uh, today. hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Uh, we are excited to get started with uh, this project uh, that I have wanted to get off the ground for a couple of years now. So thanks for coming along on this ride with me, Megan. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know I'm flattered. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I hope you feel that way by the time we finish this first season. <laughs> You're still being nice to me, so we're still good. <laughs> and and there will be cake. Oh, ooh, and a lot of other things. Have you ever seen that meme, like, I was told there would be cake? I, I Basically, I feel like that every time I walk into a place I don't want to be. <laughs> every meeting, every... um. So I live in a very spousy type community sometimes, and uh, you go to a lot of showers and little parties and coffee clatches, and the cake is honestly how I motivate myself to actually show up. <laughs> and because we are both really cake-motivated people, yes, uh, that's kind of why we're here. Uh, we both you know, love to eat baked goods. And we love to watch The Great British Bake Off. Um, and I will always be GBBO, screw the American title. Thank you. <laughs> we are, in the tradition of many, many shows that are out there, we're going to be re-watching episodes of The Great British Bake Off and talking about them, what we think about them, how we think the episodes are going, some quibbles we might have with, with the judges, you know, what we think about what they're being asked to do as amateur bakers, and, you know, our kind of twist on this, because we don't want to just complain, we want to, you know, show that we're, we're in it with everybody, is Definitely. <laughs> we are going to try to replicate one of the challenges from each week's episode because i think that's one of the goals of the show to motivate more people to participate and enjoy a community of bakers right and you couldn't find two more amateur bakers than us well the damn truth (laughs) (laughs) i was like i was like i mean i suppose we've baked a little but you know not to the level of certainly even the the first week eliminated contestant on a bake-off season. No, no. they And it's funny, you get very sassy when you're watching. And it's like, <laughs> what an idiot. Come on. Like, you didn't flour your rolling pin? What a rube in, like, in reality. You forgot butter? Mm, better throw it in the bin. Yeah, definitely. Swapping <laughs> out sugar and salt. That's happened, hasn't it? Am I making that up? No, that does happen on some episode, and I'm sure a, a more astute listener knows exactly what challenge it was on. And um, I have I, friends who have done the same thing, actually, in their homes, and that was pretty oh, entertaining. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we are going to tackle the the Great British Bake Off episode by episode because we love it and because, you know, Megan and I are friends. We don't get to see each other a whole ton because we live, you know, hundreds of miles apart, soon to be soon thousands. To be part right (laughs) and and so we invite you to kind of come along on this journey with us as we talk about one of our favorite shows and hopefully learn a little bit about baking and our own shortcomings in the process yeah it's a structured hang really you guys are all invited to a structured hang exactly you know we hope you come for the baking but stay because we're cool yeah yeah well we think i think you're cool i mean and i think that you're cool too thank you so So if you are just in it for the Great British Bake Off, you know, you can kind of sign off now and we'll see you in episode one. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, the structure of the show and kind of who we are and how we got started. Megan, who are you? 
<laughs> well, Mac, I grew up, like you, in South Georgia, the the south the reading of the capital south. of the world. It is the reading and the turf grass capital of the world. Let's not forget. Also like, the friendly I mean, city. We come from a pedigree. We do. Uh, and <laughs> I think there might be some fondness there, but we were definitely odd kids in that setting. I don't know if there are any really normal people, but I certainly did not feel normal. And I, I might not now, honestly. Do you feel normal? No, I actually have a tattoo that says, I'm not so weird to me. I love that. Was it a quote? Yeah, it's from uh, Haruki Murakami's uh, Wind Up Bird Chronicle. Well... That is a nerdy ass tattoo, Mac. Way to go. I know. It's over some rainbow books. I got a. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> I've got a bird on my ass. Does that count? <laughs> hey, that's kind of nerdy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really not. But um, so you and I met a long time ago, and my life certainly has taken some odd turns. I thought when I was a kid that I was going to be an English professor and I did teach some English in high schools. I have also sold luxury consignment clothing, did some sales. I learned how to teach Pilates and then briefly did that. And um, this is how I got into cooking and baking. I worked at a kitchen store, an independent cooking store in Anchorage that I really loved. And I feel like I thought that I would have one job for a very long time. And instead, I've had a series of jobs that each had a steep learning curve and from which I took a lot of knowledge. And I'm okay with that. And that's sort of my attitude toward things I do recreationally too. I... I love to cook, I love to bake, but I also love to sew and knit. I love the idea of woodworking. I'm really just kind of a maker, and I like coming up with a project and then fulfilling it and meeting all the little challenges and need for growth along the way. And I have a terrible memory, so sometimes I meet a challenge, completely forget how I did it, and have to learn how to do it all over again. So I guess I get to enjoy it multiple times. Hi, I'm Dory. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Hello. <laughs> and uh, I have a pretty rich home life. Um, I have a husband. I have a baby. I have two beautiful cats. Beautiful baby. I, oh, she's and so... a beautiful husband. Yeah, mm, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I sent, him a, I sent Mac a picture of my husband in the bath. Uh, like, not like... It was from, like, the nips up, but mm-hmm. it was still... He was... <laughs> He was reading a book in the bathtub wearing his uh, birth control glasses and his uh, he had two different beverages set up. He had done everything but light a candle and we I took a picture. Beef cake. Yeah. <laughs> Grown. He's, he's a handsome man. What I could not send in the photo was that two seconds after I took it, he was like, get out! And so <laughs> Which reminds me of stories you tell about your husband about like doing mean things to entertain yourself. That's really how I spend my time. I do mean things to entertain myself yeah, to my I was, husband. I was like, this is how I show my affection because I'm broken on the parts on the inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the parts that know how to behave like an adult. Right. So my favorite is um, slug tongue. I described that to Mac and he's like, that, no, no. 
<laughs> so if you are not hateful towards your spouse, slug tongue is where you go in for a kiss and then you just put your tongue in their mouth and you just leave it there. Like Limp a slug. <laughs> um, and then your husband hits you and says that you're a terrible human being. So... <laughs> And sometimes laughs, but sometimes doesn't. Right. Like, <laughs> and then you go, but you're laughing. And it's like, I'm not laughing. I'm enraged. And it's like, little column A, little column B. Oh, but he loves you. <laughs> he he does. does. Yeah. I don't think mine would know what to do with me if I wasn't being kind of a pain. No. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, Max, who are you? I've talked for a long time. Uh, like Megan said, we're from the same town in South Georgia. Uh, I thought I was going to get out as fast as my little legs could carry me. And mm. so I went actually and got a theater degree and thought that I, that's what I was going to do with my life. And then I did a year in AmeriCorps and that completely upended my plans. Then, you know, some other kind of tragedies happened and I ended up back in my hometown living with my parents at the age of 23. Ouch. And I kind of had to rebuild my life from scratch. And so I became a freelance marketer and I ended up getting a job at the local public library kind of on a whim because I had joined the knitting circle. <laughs> and the the branch manager happened to run the knitting circle and so she dragged me out of line one day and basically gave me a job by the and, way uh, she is now good friends with my mom and they do summer programs together oh yeah because i mean the world is so small and <laughs> it really and, is <laughs> and so um so i started working at libraries and i really loved it and so i went back and got my master's in library science and i've been a li- public librarian for almost 10 years now the guybrarian. I know. I, the the guybrarian. The gay guybrarian. Mm. Now I live in a suburb of Atlanta. I manage a branch for a, a suburban library system. Kind of on top of that, I've always been in love with, you know, telling stories and the best way to, you know, kind of connect with people. And so I've really, I've always been a cook. As much as I'm not, you know, I've picked up little crafts here and there. I, I know how to knit and crochet, but I don't do that so much anymore. But I've always tried to pick up cooking because I've always thought it was a great way to bring a community and a group of people together. And it's a craft you have to do. Yeah. And if you've got to do it, you might as well do it well. I've never understood food for fuel kind of people. I'm impressed by them, but I'm not one of them. I think that there's a lot of power in that. And, I, and I, I'm somebody who, you know, probably at my core... I believe in the power of community and I believe in the power of people coming together, which is, you know, more idealistic than most people get to hear me sound like most of the time. But I think that food has a lot of power in that. So that's where my kind of love of, of cooking comes from and where a lot of it's driven out of is it's a way I can show love to other people. Definitely. Without, I don't know, it feels like the gift of food is easier to give yeah. than any other kind it doesn't feel like presumptuous or, uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel overly intimate in the way. You wouldn't give somebody $20. No, but you'd certainly spend more than that. But you'd make a $20 oh, cake. In a yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. It, when it's not presumptuous and it's something that they can easily share with other people. And I, I think that it has a lot of value and it's something that on some level, you know, no matter your skill set, no matter how much money you've got or what sort of tools you have, everybody has some sort of access to because everybody's got to eat. And and True. so I that's part of why... I, some of us more than others. <laughs> that's part of why I like the Great British Bake Off so much is it's such a sedate show. I it's, It is so calming. Mm. Mm. There's a meme floating around that says something to the effect of... If you're watching a lot of the Great British Baking Show and British shows about gardening, 
it seems like you're probably going through a pretty hard time right now and I just hope it all works out for you. Yeah. But he just sort of like soothe me. Right. Soothe you know me. that, like Queer Eye, things like that. It's it's just, it's yes. super calming. And I think that, you know, and so I watch it, but it's all people who are trying to, to be their, their best selves and, you know, trying to create stuff. So many of these people are, you know, it's like, I'm a baker because I bring stuff to the people in my life, or I learned it from family, or I'm bringing on a tradition, or I'm, I'm trying to unite disparate parts of communities I'm a part of. I, and I, I just, I'm so fascinated, and I get sucked in, and I watch episode after episode, and it's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My husband and I binged it together, and one thing that surprised me is that, I mean, he's not helpless. He can, he can bake. In fact, we had a cookie bake off one Christmas and he beat me, which was infuriating, but he enjoyed it. I think as much as I did, like got to the end of an episode and wanted to go ahead and start the next one. And in spite of the fact that he's not an avid baker, he's not super comfortable in the kitchen. He's probably, he's competent. He's not a hobbyist, but there was something about the show that he really enjoyed too. And know, it's cool. Yeah. It appeals to everyone, whether yeah, they're a baker absolutely. or not. Absolutely. But it does make us want to bake. And <laughs> yes. And so as we go through, you know, and review the the seasons that and the episodes that we're gonna look at, we're gonna talk about the show itself. Megan and I certainly have opinions and points of view about certain things. True. And so We'll bitch about some stuff. Just fair warning. We're not going to... No, I was like, it's a it's a lovely show, and we're not... We're rough around the edges kind of people. You especially. Jeez. <laughs> Pull it together. <laughs> and so, you know, we are arbitrarily starting with what is technically season five or whatever they... Series five, like they call it in Britain. But it's just because it's the first collection that's on Netflix. So, you know, if you got a Netflix account... It's also the first series I ever watched. It was the one that made me fall in love. And we're, we'll certainly talk about it in the future, but we have opinions about how the show has progressed, certainly. Mm -hmm. Like most people, I think. Yeah. And so so we're going to talk about the show each week and, you know, go episode by episode. But what we're, you know, to round out our love of baking and the fact that, you know, the, watching the show makes us want to bake is we are going to replicate one of the challenges every week. How are you feeling about I'm that, terrified. Megan? I'm, I'm terrified. Yeah. It, <laughs> Me too. We were talking about the first week, and one of the options was the showstopper, and it was 36 classic British miniature cakes in three and a half hours. And, like, I, I yeah, like, my vision hazed over. Like, just sort of, <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if I've ever done anything miniature, unless you count some really sloppy pasties. You, I mean, that's a cupcake, basically. I mean, like a ish, but yeah. But even even a cupcake, like I, if I have to do, you guys are going to see what a shit show this is going to be because, like, the word fiddly is used on the show a lot, and my fingers don't fiddle. So like, that's true. We'll it's like we're two goes. sausage fingered bakers. Yes, we are, and like when I think about things I bake for fun, they're like drop cookies 
and tray bakes. And like when I cook, I use a lot of my like Le Creuset seven quart because it's just like, yeah, one dish meals, just throw shit in there and see what happens. And then you look at somebody on the show where you can tell they're just a very different type of temperament. And they're like making tiny rosettes of individually formed identical petals of fondant. And I always look at those episodes and think, oh no, oh no, no, no. But some people would love it. I have to say, the one thing I'm hoping is that I don't cry. <laughs> you think you'd cry over it, even though we're not getting judged? I, just because, like, you know, I have standards for myself and, like, you know, and I want to, like, <laughs> I want it to go well. But it's, <laughs> you know. I just want to be perfect, I, okay? I can't even remember what I was cooking a few weeks ago. Oh, I was cooking uh, Cuban chicken rice in the in my old electric pressure cooker, and it kept Uh-oh. not working, and so it ended up being both underdone and scorched. Oh no! And how? Oh, never mind. I know. Yeah, and it's you know a technical thing that's not worth getting into. But right. I was just so I was so upset, and my husband was like, "It's okay, you can finish it on the stove." I was like, "I just want." <laughs> And it's like, and I wasn't crying, but I was very close. And I was like, you know, and a lot of that's built in just like, maybe it was a bad day. Maybe I thought this was going to be a quick dinner and it ended up being a saga. And I didn't really have saga levels of energy left. And you were hungry. That's the yeah. thing about a, a food disaster is that by the time you're willing to throw in the towel, you're so hungry. Right. Like driving to get takeout tacos no longer even feels feasible. You're like talking about stuffing fistfuls of peanuts in your right, house. Well, I'm so cooking you and, you know, just... my husband wants to make it better. And he's like, we'll just order food. We'll get it delivered. And I was like, like you go to hell. Like, <laughs> We've yeah. already worked so hard. And I know you're This thing is not going to beat help. me. <laughs> I like that you cry and I've become enraged. <laughs> I've definitely thrown things. Oh, like, well, and also I'm so cheap that I don't want to throw away ingredients. And oh, really, uh, that's, a, that is a different angle on it. I, have you have you had things go so drastically wrong that oh obviously this meal had to be thrown away because it was overdone and scorched? Did you eat that? No. What well, I ended I, I threw away the scorched bits and I I, fin- I managed to salvage about two thirds of it. But so yes, you did. Eat yeah, it. I did. <laughs> it's dedication. I, it's just oh, I ended up finishing it off in a rice cooker. We're gonna try to replicate a lot of these dishes. I hope. Try. It, I hope it is. <laughs> You know, I hope it's more Pinterest and less nailed it, but we'll see how it goes. Mm, I am not good at pretty food. Are you good at pretty food? <laughs> no. No. Good. Okay. That makes me feel better. Yeah. So what are some of the rules of our replications? You know, what are we going to try to stick to as we, we recreate the, the best of the Bake Off? Okay. So I think the spirit of the Bake Off is important. And by that, I mean that... We are nice to each other. We're not competing with each other. We're just trying to do the best that we can. And we're going to try to stick with the original Bake Off time limits that were imposed for each challenge. But obviously, we're in our own homes. We're in our own kitchens. If it's not finished after an hour and a half, two hours, four hours, whatever, then we can keep going. But we will stop for a moment and take a photo to keep ourselves honest about how it would have really looked had we been on Bake Off and had to present at that moment. We're, I was like, we do want people to eat this stuff. You know, like we if if we had given ourselves 15 more minutes and like it could have been a great cake, but instead it was like doughy and raw. Exactly. That's not really worth it. So, but we do want to, you know, stay with the spirit of it. 
and I, I feel like this goes without saying, but we've clearly seen the show. Yeah. And so, like, we've got some advice on how to make stuff, especially if one of us decides to take on, like, a technical challenge. Which I will do next week. Yeah. So, I was like, we're going to have seen what it looks like. You know, we're going to have to pull some form of recipe because we're not going to have the pared down recipe that they're using on the show. Mm-hmm. The technical, I think, is meant to be a little bit of a gotcha. And so, when you have already gotten when you know what it is but going into it that's the big surprise they don't even know what they're making when they walk into the tent and we will however i've thought that i'm not going to do a practice of that particular recipe Ooh, i'm okay. not it'll be the first time i attempt it and with all the other, with the signature and the showstopper challenges, they are able to practice at home. So in theory, I don't know if you want to do this, but you could do that. <laughs> I wouldn't, but you could do it more than once and have like, see if you can whittle down your time, maybe make it a little bit better. But for any time I attempt the technical, I'm only going to try it that one time. Yeah, I think that's a good rule. And I'm not going to study the recipe either. I'll know what page it's on. I'll know what, what ingredients I bought, but I'm not going to like read it through several times or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so we're, we're going to do that. We're going to post those pictures up on Instagram yep. uh, where people can take a look at them. We are at the um, Gingham Altar Show and is our yeah. handle, the Gingham <laughs> Altar Show on Instagram. If you want to go ahead and follow us. Please feel free. Um, but that is, you know, what we're going to do. And, you know, we'll try our bakes out, you know, and give you the the feedback of what, how we found them, how our spouses and, and friends and colleagues found it. Because, you know, I don't think that we'll be eating the whole things by ourselves. Well, no promises. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how well it turns out. Like, yeah. if it's really bad, I'll make other people eat it. Uh- are there any weeks that you are are especially looking forward to or dreading? Oh, oh, good question. I am really intimidated by most of the showstoppers. Like, as you already know, I tend to avoid things that are fiddly. I am really looking forward to bread week. I make bread once a week anyway. And so I have a little bit of a head start in terms of like feeling like I have a good handle on the process. Probably most intimidated by patisserie. And anything that requires me pounding butter with a rolling pin. <laughs> like anytime where you're laminating dough, I've just, I've never done it. I, and it looks really hard. So I'm actually excited for patisserie week. You're sick. For exactly the same reason. For like, I've never <laughs> done it. I don't know that I would ever choose to make food like this. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, this is a great excuse to... Give it a go. You know, give it a whirl. See what happens. Um, I'm a little fuzzy. I, I've made gougere. Is that, is that patisserie? I don't. I don't know. Gesundheit? I don't thank know you, what you're that welcome. word means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, it's a, like a little French. You'd love it. It's, it's a roll with cheese in it. Okay. I'm going to admit something to you, uh, you know, for our, you know, episode next week. I didn't know what a Swiss roll was mm. until this episode of Bake Yes, Off. you did. It's a little Debbie. I, it comes I thought in a it was pack a little of two. Debbie. And you can peel the chocolate bits off the outside and unroll it and then lick it. I mean, if you're not peeling the chocolate bit off the outside, you're a savage. It's true. I don't know. It sort of looks like a giant Tootsie. No, just kidding. By the way, uh, I found out that a couple of friends are from the home of Little Debbie and people work in the Little Debbie factory. And I don't know how I feel about Little Debbie anymore. Like, now that I've become kind of a food snob and very into oh. baking things myself. 
Oh, see, I see. I'm a lover of all levels of food. You know, I I have been to, <laughs> you know, I've been to dinners that cost more than my car payment, and I have, you know, and I have eaten gas station food both in the last two years. Wow, what was the gas so, station food? Huh? What was the gas station food? A taquito, Mad. a pepper jack cheese taquito. You could have died. Oh my gosh. Was I, this in Atlanta? Yeah, is it a QT? You might have been safer, I guess. I don't know. I think about like a really rural taquito and like, buddy. Oh no, no, no! I only, I only eat gas station food from the QT. Okay, you right. know. and they're not even sponsoring this. <laughs> but if you wanna knock yourself exactly. out, QT, we will rep your taquitos all day long. Mac loves them. Oh my them. gosh! <laughs> Recipes from the gas station. Were they on a roller? They were. Mm. I love roller food. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, and it, and that really like throws people for a loop about me. You know, it's like I get it. so. Wait, you? I was like, oh my gosh, I you know, I've been to some you know some crazy fine dining spots. I have been to places where I had to like look at my husband before we walked inside, and I was like, can we just this? don't look at the bill? Don't look We're the gonna bill. get through this. <laughs> just remember that I love you. <laughs> right? You know, it's like you know, like dinners I had to go to for an event or something like that, and I was like, we'll figure out how to pay for it later. Oh my gosh, yeah. I know, I know what you mean. I take a lot of joy out of food, but I'm not a big snob about it. My husband recently had to go on a work trip, and it was to London and Paris, so already annoyed. And while in Paris, they had a group dinner at a Michelin-starred restaurant that was five courses and had coordinating wines with every course. He said it was amazing, unsurprisingly. He doesn't lie. He's not capable. But, like, I just want to throw out that that happened, and I was very much not there and not invited. And that I will never forget it. Never. Yeah. and I'll never you know, forget that I wasn't there. Well, and, and that's something else. As we, you know, try to replicate a lot of these things, we may put our own twist on a lot of them because of the availability of certain ingredients where we're living. Or because we lazy. Yeah, or just, you know, I was like, I mean, I have a couple of international farmer's markets not very far from where I live. Megan does not have that luxury. Nope. Uh, and we'll probably have it less so um, once she moves to Hawaii in a few months. Aloha. <laughs> I, I am so excited. Um, I'll have access to more and less, I think. Like, I've heard yeah, really it's just, good it's things. It's going to be different, I bet. Yes. Just a very, like, I might not be able to find sorghum molasses. And I was thinking it would be fun in a way especially when we're doing signature showstopper bakes to work with that like okay so good question to cover um when we do a signature or a showstopper are we using recipes that were used by a contestant or are we finding our own recipes and truly putting our own spin on it i feel like we should put our own spin on it because while of course you know like staying within the like you know the vein of the show but it's like i don't know that i've ever eaten a currant well, I, I don't know actually. where I would. I don't know where I would find one. It's a fancy raisin. Don't be bamboo. I mean, I get that, but like, yeah, yeah. I don't think they sell that at my local grocery store. Right. Probably not. You know, or it's like you know, it's like I don't eat olives. I don't like, and so I mean, I think that there are just certain things that we're going to have a taste for or won't have a taste for, and we're going to have to, you know, do things as they come along. Now, if it says you know classic British cakes, then we'll thumb through some recipe books and like it's like you know. Find a drizzle or a Victorian sponge right. or whatever it is. Supposed to be classic. You're going to make it classic. But if it's savory biscuits and you have to choose between Irish cheddar or whatever's available, then yeah, go with 
go with your Wisconsin cheddar over your Irish and we're American. We can do it. I, I think that that's all going to be fine. Do we need to pick different challenges every week or the same one? Or, or uh, is it okay if we have the same one? For the first in particular, I wanted us to do something different. I think we could do the same challenge unless it's the technical. Is that weird? No, because I mean, those are, you know, because it invites too much comparison. And if right. part of what we're looking for is, you know, we want to improve our baking, but keep the spirit of the show and the, the lack of competition steady. If we want to keep the lack of competition, then I think that that's going to be important because stuff is going to come up and be you know, like, I'm going to have a rough week at work or, you know, it's going to be a week when your your child is, you know, suddenly teething and it's a monster. Oh, one, so. one popped through. Did I tell you about that? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, breastfeeding. Got a lot more complicated, but <laughs> <laughs> it's real cute, though. So on in, onward and forward and she just keeps getting bigger. That's way off topic. Aww. I know. So, but yeah, I, I think that that's a fair point because the technicals are typically compared to each other. And so we only want to have one of those. Just throwing this out, it's a question and we can edit this out or move it or something. But if you had the chance, would you want to do the competition itself? Would you want to go and be on TV and compete and do the dang thing? And I don't think so. Me either. It's a hard no. I hate competition and I hate being judged. Yeah, well, and... For myself. And I think that we're going to talk about this as, you know, as we hopefully go through the many, many seasons, but a lot of these people have ended up making a career out of their appearance on Bake Off. You know, right. many of them have become cookbook authors or do cooking demonstrations or a lot of things like that, and I don't really have space in my life for something like that. Mm -mm. You'd have to and, do something And I else. don't... And, and I, I enjoy baking, but I feel like if it became my job i don't think i would enjoy it as much um I get you know that. it's why i like that like this is you know just kind of a side thing neither one of us is trying to pay our bills with this podcast you know we're we're just trying to have some fun and, and, and do a thing and learn a little bit about a bunch of different stuff that we both love absolutely and i can't wait for us to get started Thank you all for sticking with us uh, this week. Next week, we are going to be starting with Series 5, Episode 1. Or if you're watching on Netflix, that's going to be Collection 1, Season 1. And it is going to be Cake Week. Uh, if you like the show or you think you're going to like the show, please tell a friend and give us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you want to reach out to ask us some questions or let us know what you think or to give us some advice on how to get started, you can reach us via email at theginghamaltershow at gmail.com. You can also find out more about the show and see pictures of all of our attempted bakes on Instagram at the handle theginghamaltershow. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for our theme music, Cheery Monday, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. All these details and more can be found in the show notes each week. Thank you for listening. Until next time, this is Megan. And this is Mac. Wishing you a lovely bake. Yay! Yay! We did it! <laughs> we did it! <laughs> All right!